right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to His Heart Line. Thank you for joining us. Where every day we have something going on, whether it's 1% with him, a His Heart Line discussion, or perhaps a Brandenburg Block Hour. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. You can also find us on Podbean. But we are here six out of the seven days a week. Here just trying to get Jesus in people's hearts to tell you how to assemble your nation, how to get your nation back, how to restore the republic, how to take accountability for your own life, and to finally be free. You know, the problem is, is that there's just too many people out there that just want to complain. They don't want to be part of the solution. They just want to whine and whine and whine and blah, blah, blah. You know, they just want to cry, cry, cry. But you know what? I tell those people, once you get off to the sidelines, grab your little juice box, go sit down, suck your thumb, and watch the real men and women get after it. Because if all you're going to do is complain, then what, then what good are you? Be part of the solution. Don't sit there and cry about it. Don't sit there and contribute to the problem or, you know, say you got the solution. Why don't you be part of it? Get involved with your assembly. But first, why don't you get involved with God? Because that's where it starts. You got to get involved with God. You got to get involved with Jesus Christ. Invite him in your heart because we can't turn this nation around unless we all point to God. God has to be centered at everything we do. I don't think many people realize just how important that little detail is. God has to be centered at the heart of everything. I mean, if we have any chance of turning this country around, that's the way it has to be. And remember what it says in Joshua 1.9. I command you, be firm and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Welcome to His Hardline, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host, with God and Jesus Christ at my side. And why is that? It's because, well, they are the host, then they are the ones at the driver's seat, and they are behind the wheel. So therefore, they are steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here today. It is Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. And so um, we're trying to get uh, my friend Tom Sykes on. He is with the Florida General General Assembly. He's a mad researcher with the water. We're trying to get him on Um because I, I, you know how Podbean works, ladies and gentlemen. Podbean likes to be really pain in the butt here. Um, let me see. Hey, um, let me see here. Let me text Tom. Make sure. It can, can you hear me? Hold on. This is what you get, guys, for for when you don't have producers and stuff like that. Can you hear me? All right. Because um, I wonder if he's got both up on his phone and computer. It might not work well. Um, Tom, if you can hear me. Um, if you have the platform opened up on two platforms, okay, he says, hold on. Because I, th- I know sometimes if you have one account and it's opened up on two devices, it usually uh, won't. It's weird. It just won't allow someone to come in as a co-host or a co-speaker. Um, but I had this problem with uh, Karen the Riveter when I had her on. Um, I think I, I've had actually this issue with Randy, too, as a matter of fact. My friend Randy down in Indiana, who does all the uh, His Hard Line uh, swag and the uh, tumblers and the coffee mugs and stuff like that. Um, you know, so, you know, it's, this is kind of the beautiful, you know, I guess, inconvenience of pond bean. And just for the record too, guys, um, while we're kind of waiting for Tom um, to get on here, uh, I will say this pond bean. I don't know what happened, but with yesterday's broadcast that I did on the 1% with him for some reason, it was not showing up. I have no idea. The audio did not record. It did not save. And that made me really upset because that was, in my opinion, it was a really good show. Um, it was just a really, really good show. So I'm really, I'm really disappointed that that didn't, that didn't save. So I do apologize for that. Um, again, it's kind of out of my, out of my, you know, 
control, unfortunately. And I think we got Tom here. But yeah, so um, I'm going to mute you, Tom, for a moment here, just so there's no background noise. Awesome. So I'm glad we got him in the studio here. But but anyway, I, so so Tom is part of the Florida General Journal Assembly. And I know as we kind of get more people coming in on the live chat here, we have other people in other assemblies. I know we got people from Missouri. Uh, I believe Tara Terry is here in Michigan. Uh, she is a Michigan General Journal Assembly member, her and her husband, Robert. So happy to have them here. Um, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, and then, uh, I'm thinking, I'm, I can't think, but there's, we have so many people from so many different States, um, that <clears throat> are part of the assembly. But the reason I wanted to have Tom on, so Tom is part of the Florida assembly, like I was saying, and he, <clears throat> he work. um, he, uh, of course my mom lives in Florida. And so that's kind of how I got to, you know, get knowing to, about Tom and his research with the water in different municipalities and stuff like that. Um, and the reason this is such a really important topic for me is because my wife and I have been dealing with water issues in our house. Now we built just a little background. We built our house three years ago here in Fruitport. And let me tell you something. It, the first year the water was fine. Then after 2020 happened, all of a sudden our water started smelling like lake. And started smelling terrible, especially in the shower. You could taste a difference, even with the water filter in the um, even with the water filter in the um, in, in our in our refrigerator. And my wife, it was breaking her skin out. It was it was just terrible. So we just started buying a ton of bottled water. And yes, I know, I know. Sometimes bottled water is not any better because you know the microplastics that come out of it, especially if it sits on a dock in the sunlight. I understand how all that works, but it's like you know, what do you do? Not drink water ever, and you just drink pop and milk. I mean, you know, everything comes in plastic. So I guess pick your battles, right? So, um, so he did a rundown of my town and uh, did a research. He'll give you guys the the website, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna finish jabbing on here for a second just give you a little background about what we've been dealing with and i'm going to open the floor up to tom because he is the expert here and he's been doing crazy research on it and just a little bit that i saw that he looked up i was just astounded um but yeah so to make a long story short we installed two water canisters in our you know water lines that comes directly into the into the house uh with carbon filters they say that, you know, they're good up to three months, but within about a month to five weeks, we need to change them out again. I've been flushing out my water heater, and every time I flush out my water heater, the sediment at the bottom of it, it's like there's a little bit of sand in there, and whatever is in that water, it's building up this white gel-like coating around it, and in some cases, very chunky to the point to where they look like crumbs off a cookie. They're so big, and so I'm doing that about once every two months, flushing that out, and then uh, the last thing that we've been doing doing. And, oh, and then what I'll do is I'll put in some bleach in there and rinse it out, you know, to the best that I can and run it through the system a little bit. And that seems to help too, but we, we're just dealing with this, this huge issue. So we're going to get some solutions from Tom. We're going to hear a little bit of history about what's going on with the EPA, about, you know, some of the history of what's, what's going on, what's going on with our water. So without further ado, let me unmute his mic. Let's give it a second here because Podbean likes to um, hold on. Podbean likes to be delayed. Okay. So he's unmuted. So Tom, can you hear me? All right. I can hear you just fine. Everything is good on this end. Wonderful. And you're sounding loud and clear on my end. I'm so happy that you took the time to, to come join us here and our little slice of the internet here. Um, we're nothing huge yet. We're not Joe Rogan, but you know what? Everything starts off small, but you know, for nine months being here, I got to honestly say I've been impressed and then I give all the glory to God, but he's, he's really been growing this and I don't really advertise as much. I mean, we have about four, a little over 400 subscribers just on Podbean. I think we've had about I think I was looking at my analytics. We have about 20, we've had, we have like 2,400 listeners and um, we're in like over 50 different countries, obviously all the different 50 states. And it's been really cool seeing this grow, but um, I'm really happy to have you here. This water issue has been a real near and dear topic. So, so I'm going to open up the floor to you because I know you have a meeting at 830. And so I want to respect your time. So um, where do you want to lead in with this? I know you were talking about possibly maybe leading in with the history, but you go ahead. Floor is yours. Okay. Um, well, let me first say that um, the information that I have discovered um, is father-driven. Um, 
a couple of years ago, I had a uh, near-death experience, and um, I dedicated at that point when I came out of it, there was no reason I should be alive today. So from that point on, I pretty much dedicated my life to serving my master, our father. And so he has led me down this path. And I had discovered another company that's operating in Florida, and it's basically killing Floridians all over the place, and it's destroying our land. And they bought their way in as typically for corporations. So I developed a business plan to go after them. And one of the first things I was going to do was look at the water that they were contaminating in our areas. And so I wanted to come up with what I considered to be the the baseline. What is safe? To, what is the safe level of of contaminants, particles in our drinking water? And so that led me to the EWG website and the EPA website. And when I started looking at the numbers, it started ringing a bell. And it's kind of one of those things you get sucked into it and you you know you can't eat just one chip so you know i'm about halfway into the bag now with this stuff and <laughs> it's just incredible and i mean I, I can't and so i've got to get this word out to people because it's it's horrendous but when i started going and i said okay i need to do a full projection on the epa and what's going on so in the, the environmental protection agency the epa they are formed or their responsibilities are they are to enforce environmental laws. Uh, they are to do inspections in the environment and they're to provide technical support to minimize threats. And here's the big one. Their support recovery planning. And, and, and that's just, you know, part of the myth. But on the EPA website, they come up with and they give their standards for national water quality. But they, they come out with a list of vulnerable people to these current EPA standards. So it's saying children and infants, the frail elderly, people with HIV AIDS, pregnant women and their fetuses, people undergoing chemotherapy, and transplant patients. What's mm. left? Mm, wow. You know, and then they have a little qualifying statement at the end of that that says, if you have special health care needs, consider taking additional precautions with your drinking water. <laughs> so... <laughs> So these guys are not really into marketing. They just don't understand how to promote their product. But, okay, people will say, well, that's great. And I, I heard you talk about your bottled water. Well, that's not the out. Because the Food and Drug Administration that regulates all the water, bottled water in our, our lives is using the same standards that the EPA does because they were too lazy to come up with standards. So they just carbon copied to the EPA standards. <laughs> and so, you know, you still want to drink that water? Well, when we get through with this, I'll see if you want to have a good cold glass of it. But in addition to all of the stuff that the, e that the EPA is allowing to come through, there are certain bottles, plastic bottles out here that leach into the water itself. And so, Unless you get a specific grade of plastic bottle, you're just drinking more contaminations. It's really mm. crazy. Mm. Now, when I started looking, I wanted to see, okay, what are the standards? Now, this is where it starts getting a little hokey. Uh, and I'm just a country boy, so I'm going to probably use language and, and I'll try to keep it clean. But some of this stuff just really irritates me. So I'm liable the inner person's probably going to come out and you're going to hear That's a all right. redneck in me. <laughs> That's all right. Bring out the redneck. We, we, we encourage authenticity here. Yeah. So the first thing I looked at is the EPA standards called MCLG. And that stands for Maximum Contaminant Level Goal. And this is the level of a contaminant in drinking water below which there is no known or expected risk to health. 
MCLGs are for the margin of safety and are non-enforceable public health goals. Well, that brings up my first question, non-enforceable, okay? So the second classification the EPA gives to water, it's called the MCL, which is the maximum contaminant level. Now, here we go. This is defined on their website as the highest level of a contaminant allowed in drinking water. MCLs are set as close to MCLGs as feasible using the best available treatment technology and taking cost into consideration. And MCLs are enforceable standards. So we've got a set of standards out here that they, by their own definition, are saying it's almost safe, as close as feasible as we can get to, but only if the technology is there and then we have to consider cost. Mm. The EPA is putting values on human lives. So one of the questions that I specifically want to ask them is, at what cost do you consider a human life expendable? Right. I'll let that thought kind of reign with people. Here's where the politics plays. The EPA regulates 90 contaminants in our drinking water system throughout this country. And an established an MCLG, the safe level, for each contaminant. However, the EPA has targeted 33 of these contaminants and set the MCL level significantly higher than the safe level. Hmm. The dubious EPA standards allow public water suppliers to pass dangerous levels of poison to our consumers. We're drinking 33 of these elevated contaminants every time you take a drink of water and it doesn't get any better. Now, I was particularly interested because I'm in Florida and we've got a particular sandstone here in our, in our composite makeup of the earth that has a small amount of uranium inside of the sandstone. And if it's left dormant, it's become its Virtually, you never know it's there. But if you disturb it, such as in strip mining, and then you put it through an acid wash to separate out phosphate, you will disturb that uranium and it comes to life. And so it brings out 226 and 228. Now, the EPA hit it right on the nose the maximum contaminant level goal, the safest level for this is zero. You don't want any of this, you know, you don't want to kiss your kids goodnight and see them glow in the dark when you turn the lights off. This is zero. You wow. don't want to do that. This cancer causing contaminant is likely to be present in all drinking water across the USA. Well, that's their opinion not everybody's yeah the epa then in all of their great wisdom this is one of the 33 for radium 226 and 228 they decided that five parts per billion is acceptable <laughs> yeah everybody ought to be asking what you know and it's stated right off increased levels of radium 226 and 228 are linked to in increased risks of cancers. Wow. I will drop that one. Wow. Now let's get into my biggest, biggest issue right now. It's not the greatest, but it's a very big one. And this is fluoride. And I just found out today a, a comprehensive report, medical report, as a matter of fact, that in the early 40s, 
the medical community had made a determination that our country was in an epidemic of fat people. We were using flour and sugar and we were becoming fat, obese, and or we were losing our teeth through cavities. Yeah. And something had to be done with this back in the early 40s. So the Dental Society had been very vocal about the use of fluoride because they made the statement there is no use for fluoride and there is no acceptable levels that you could use for human treatment. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll go back and say the original use. Now, fluoride is a byproduct of a making aluminum. So it was originally used in rat poison. And then in World War II, the Nazi regime decided that the prisoners in their prison camps were being too boisterous and too unruly to handle. So they started feeding them doses of fluoride in their rations to docile them down. So fluoride has an unkindly history. Now, for the people that are having thoughts about this, no, it's been used, it's okay. And if you use a common toothpaste, Colgate, Crest, whatever, and it contains fluoride, you see the little thing on the front, fluoride treatment, read the warning label on the back of your toothpaste tube. Hmm. It says keep out of the reach of children under six years of age. If you accidentally swallow more than used for brushing, seek professional assistance or contact a poison control center immediately. Yep. My wife read that the other day or a month ago. That's on your toothpaste folks. So you want to really continue to put that in your mouth? Mm-mm. And, you know, I, it gave me heartache because I raised two sons and I remember very distinctly, okay, guys, it's nine o'clock, brush them and get to bed, you know? So we encourage our children to consume this poison every day, a couple times a day. Mm. But you can go and you can pull the MSDS sheet for fluoride. And the sheet in itself has a warning label on it that it is highly toxic. So again, another element of proof. There is an organization that I tapped into looking for this. It's called fluoridealert.org. And it's an action network and they have collected over 76 medical studies by qualified medical people. And these studies are adamant. And I'll quote you a couple report from number 75 study. Our findings suggest that excessive fluoride exposure may have adverse effect on children's intelligence. Report number 74. The intelligence of children who suffered from fluorosis is lower than the intelligence of children who did not suffer from fluorosis. Hmm. Report number 66. Fluorosis is associated with impaired cognition in children. There is a positive coalition between severity of dental fluorosis and the grade of cognitive impairment. Report 63, maternal exposure to higher levels of fluoride during pregnancy was associated with lower IQ scores in children aged three to four years old. These findings indicate the possible need to reduce fluoride intake during pregnancy. How many times have you ever heard that warning? Oh, yeah. Never. So... In this 19 early 40s, the 
American Dental Association decided they needed to step up and, and take some action. So they created the ADA Association. And what that did was set up a whole different level of authority over the ADA, the American Dental Association. And so they created the ADA Council on Dental Health. So that was done in 1942. And the new president of this new organization was the current seated and on salary president of Kellogg Cereals. Hmm. Wow. Now, here we go again. It reminds me of the report that the head of Pfizer and Moderna are also on, on the FDA board. So what we're seeing is today is not new because this happened back in the 40s. So at the beginning of 1940, the American Dental Association was totally against fluoride within the next three years after the induction of Kellogg into this operation, it completely reversed its stand. And now you're going to see recommended by dentist all mm. over the fluoride toothpaste commercials. I rest my case. Wow. Okay. Let me go into chlorine. Chlorine is used in 95% of all of the water treatment plants across this country to take out bacteria. It kills the bad guys. It disinfects it. And, but while it's effective in controlling many microorganisms, it also reacts with matter in the water to form what they call DBPs. It's disinfected byproducts. And while health effects from exposure to disinfectants and DPPs vary by, by the contaminant, some epidemiology studies, oh boy, that was a tough word, epidemiological studies have shown a link between bladder, rectal, colon cancers with DBP disinfected byproduct exposures. Wow. Now, as I did a study on your water there in Fruitville today, I your your public water is is other than being short of atrocious. <laughs> HAA5 is a disinfected byproduct of using chlorine and it's a group of five halicytic acids. And it is all cancer causing issues. Now, the HAA5 percentage in your public water is 30,700% higher than safe. That's a big number. It gets better. There is another group called HAA9 disinfected byproducts that includes the five from the previous one plus four more. So you've got nine halicytic acids in your treatment and when I look at your numbers there, your recent report shows 48,333% above safe. Wow. Now, halicytic acids are harmful during pregnancy with risk of cancers. But the biggest thing about halicytic acids they are genotoxic. And back down to my level of understanding as a redneck, that means halicytic acid induces cell mutations and damages our DNA structure. Really? The, 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 H, the HAA5 and HAA9, that, that does DNA mutations or can? All of the halicytic acids. And in your case, 
out of the, what did I say, 12, 13, 14 contaminants, well, there's 12 contaminants in your water, nine of those are created from this chlorine byproduct. Wow. Now, I could not believe this was actually happening. So what I wanted to do was, in in my case, I pulled six counties here in Florida and have laid out the increase of cancer rates. And I just didn't have time to get into that today. Everything's going crazy and it took me a while to pull these stats and it's going to take me a while to get into pull your county stats for cancer and who starts with cancer. But in what I did was went to research and I pulled the Mayo Clinic and everybody should be familiar with their work in cancer because that's all they do. Mm-hmm. So the Mayo Clinic defines not Hodgkin's lymphoma, lymphoma. They define it as we're not really sure where it originates from, but we know it's from the mutation of cells and the destruction of DNA. Mm. And that's one of those, it was a light bulb. It was a small bomb. Wait a minute. What did I just read that? So when I hold up the explanation and definition of a halicetic acid and what it does to humans, and then I'd look at the, what causes cancer from the Mayo Clinic, it's almost verbatim, almost word for word at a match. So when I go to my cancer stats in Florida, when I look at the new cancer rates for all of Florida, lymphoma was 50% increase over 10 years. When I look at my six counties, it's an 84% increase. Wow. So I have quantified these numbers by seeing, did it really do that? Yeah, it did. It, it most certainly did that. So I created a bunch of slides and I sent that to you uh, so you could just see the out of bounds by this. Now, when I go back and say, well, maybe the EPA didn't know this or somebody would come up and say, well, you know, this is a lot of data. Maybe they didn't really understand this. So when I started doing, I've got a couple of engineering buddies. I'm from Virginia and I got some civil engineers up there. So, um, and I was an elected county supervisor in Virginia for 12 years. So I know a few of the ropes around. So I called a couple of guys and asked them, and I said, okay, what is the alternative to chlorine purification? And they said, well, it's simple. It's using ozone with a UV light. Okay. And he said, you can switch your system over. And I said, well, what is this? Is this going to be an astronomical cost? And he said, well, depending upon the size of the operations, but just a general rule of thumb, you could go somewhere between 10 to $12 million and you could clean and change it over to ozone and UV. And that would take out, in your case, 75% of the cancer-causing agents in your public water. Probably wow. make it smell better so you don't want to puke when you take a shower. But Yeah, you know, yeah seriously. You know, so the head of the EPA Environmental Protection Agency Center for Environmental Research, his name is James E. Smith, Jr. Now, here is Smith's conclusion and what i'm saying is a remedy for all of this action we just have to act on it and i'll give you a direct quote ozone used in combination with uv radiation or hydrogen peroxide can adequately disinfect and at the same time oxidize many refractory organic compounds such as halogenic organics 
present in raw water. Although contact times for some ozone disinfection are relatively short, they are quite long for oxidizing organic compounds. This combination process accelerates the oxidation reactions. They know there is an alternative to this. But I'll go back to that original definition of MCL. What is cost effective? Mm-hmm. There again, they are putting a dollar value on our lives. This de facto system has corrupted everything that we do. What I want people to have is takeaways in this. First, this is a critical health issue. It's unacceptable water quality, hands down. Second is the EPA has dubious safe standards. And I had to get a friend to give me that word dubious because I had some stuff in there that probably wouldn't go too well publicly. But (laughs) (laughs) these people are vile. They're evil. Here's the next step. State and local governments, state health departments, state water control boards are ineffective in protecting Mm -hmm. we the people. Yep. They don't give a damn about our health or our life. They don't. They are out for one thing. How much can I save and what can I put in my pocket? Exactly. And my last statement is, we the people, we the people are the only hope. And we can correct this. Yeah. We can correct this. And we've got to understand the importance of our inalienable rights. Because what God has given us, man and woman, no man can take away. So our forefathers gave us a gift of self-governance. They gave us assemblies. Yeah. They gave us common law grand juries. And as a backup for the out of that, they gave us the militia. Yeah. So we have a right to assemble by we the people. We have a right in what we do in assemblies. We attend all local government meetings to ensure that they perform the will of the people. That's most paramount. And an assembly can come to the aid of any man or woman who's been trespassed upon by any government agency. And the assembly has the right, the given right, on any government representative in violation of one's oath of office, we can investigate that individual or that body of government. That's right. We can investigate it and we can go in and we can do an audit. And that's our rights. That's what we have to deal with. Yeah. And that's pretty much the word I want to get out to everybody that we need to wake up, folks. We have a we have a method. And I didn't want to bring, I don't like bringing complaints until I have a solution. And the biggest issue we have right now is fluoride. The solution to do that, stop it. Quit. Don't put it in our water. Don't patronize us by saying it does cavity. I just presented all this stuff to my dentist this morning and left him with his mouth open for a change instead of mine. He's he's trying to he's trying to comprehend this, but when I gave him the information that I found this morning about the president of Kellogg being in charge of the ADA, I think that took him back of stew. But we have we've got no choice. Yeah. If we don't take control of it right now, we are going to be murdered in our sleep through drinking the last glass of water before you went to bed. 
Well, they're basically turning our own homes into gas chambers, but instead of gas, it's, uh, you know, uh, aquifer chambers, and, and that's basically what they're doing. Oh, these, these people are just, you know, we, I know you've done a lot of research, and you've done probably more research, and, and then a lot of people, and, and this took a lot of effort to, to dig all of this out, but it wasn't me. It was, I had a great, I had a great tutor up here guiding and directing me. And so this is father's work, but ladies and gentlemen and children out there, please be aware that it's now time for us to get off the couch, turn off the tube, get active in your community, take in a chance and get involved in protecting your community and join an assembly and find out how we were meant to govern ourselves. Yes. And had we had assemblies in place, and we in Florida have what they call supervisors of elections. And there's some form of that throughout every county in the country. But if you really study your constitution, whatever state your constitution you're in and the national constitution, there has never been given any authority other than we, the people, to conduct elections and count the votes. Yeah. So we've given it away. You know, we've been involved with watching reruns on Hee Haw and, and <laughs> six o'clock cocktails and catching CNN at 630, you know. We've been too busy enjoying life and not realizing that we have allowed life just about to slip through our hands mm-hmm. and, and not, to, not to take away from the action 20 years ago, but I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Ditto. Same here. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And this is one of the reasons that, and I love how you bring this, you started out with, this is all father's work because it is. And that's one of the reasons why this podcast gets started as a lot of people have already heard numerous times throughout the show. Um, I give all glory to him because the whole reason this show began is for one reason. I wanted to spread the word of God because once I started centering Christ and God in our in my life and in our marriage, in our home, how we parent, everything just got exponentially better, uh, as, as anyone would imagine. And so I wanted to share that testimony and help people come closer to Christ. And then the second effect, you know, the secondary reason for having this podcast is to put out this information on the assemblies. And that's why, and thank you to my mom who's listening in, um, she was telling me that she went to one of your meetings in Palm beach. And she said, Jason, you gotta, you gotta listen to him. And she was forwarding me your uh, pamphlet or whatever you were, you gave out to the folks at that meeting. I read it. I was like, wow. I'm like, give me his number. Cause it's kind of cut off in the pictures that she sent me. And uh, so obviously here we are. And, and, and I just, this, like I said, this whole water thing is really a near and dear um, subject to my wife and I, because it's terrible. And I, I, I'm really interested in looking at that system that you were talking about. I don't know if that's a system that can be put in a house. I know there's, you were talking maybe, you know, at the water level, you know, the, the municipality level, but is there a system where you can have like a UV light? I know I was talking with Destry about it earlier, but uh, there's a system that I imagine you can have throughout your whole house, right? Where you can use uh, the UV light to kill the bacteria and kill at least 75% of the 75% of the uh, cancer, um, containing contaminants well yeah here's the thing the only the only filtering system that i have found that will remove these acids after they have been formed is a reverse osmosis okay now the berkey system will clean out a lot of things but it won't touch these acids and you can get fluoride filters and you can get a lot of other stuff but the reverse osmosis is the one that will clean out the acid in this thing. So that's the only one that I'm familiar with. And, and, you know, I'm skirting on the edge of, I don't know what I'm talking about. I just know what I found in my research and it's it's been recommended that reverse. So don't take my word on it. Do your own research, folks. Go out and find it. This is important enough 
for you and your family uh, to go out and see what you're drinking. You know, and, and to add on to that, just, yeah, it, uh, that's a good, I, I always like to make sure I add on to that. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, we don't wear white coats. We're not doctors. We don't, we're not MDs. We're not investment advisors. And we are certainly not attorneys or lawyers or anything like that, because that would mean swearing an oath to a foreign nation. And we just don't do that. And so um, just remember, you always, always do your own research. Um, Tom has taken it upon himself and has done the extensive research, which is why I wanted him on the show, because he definitely sounds like he's done his homework. A lot of people don't have this kind of time to go and read and dig. I understand that. And that's one of the reasons why I like to have the podcast, because it seems like more people are inclined to listen to a podcast, Tom, than go out and read. So anytime you have something that you want to present to people, by all means, you're more than welcome. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to forward this podcast to Donna Brandenburg here in Michigan, who, by the way, folks, she has not conceded. I don't care what the board of canvassers certified. They're all unlawful. Again, back to what Tom was saying. We have a duty to get back to self-governance, like the last part of the Declaration of Independence says. This formal Declaration of Independence ends with an with important words. And these words tell us what the signers of the Declaration of Independence were willing to give up. And this is what the last sentence says. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. This is what we need to do because the TV is not going to help us fix this nation. Going out to the gas station, and picking up a 12 pack. And believe me, I like to have some hard cider and, a few, you know, tip a few back. But getting wasted on the weekends is not going to help fix this nation. You could sit in your garage and smoke your cigars and drink your brandy but and talk about the problems of the world. But at the end of the day, inaction allows the enemy to proceed forward with their agenda. And so it's so important that you get involved with your state assembly. If you want to know more about the National Assembly, you can go to the website national-assembly.net and do some reading and digging. Go to the forums. And if you have questions about your local state, about your assembly, if it's already assembled or what to do to start assemblies in your state, you can email me at jmjdirect at gmail.com or protonmail.com, but just make sure in the subject line you put your state in the subject line, okay? But yeah, Tom, I am so happy that you came on here. I really, really appreciate your time, especially on such short notice. I know you got a, uh, a meeting at 8.30 here, but um, is there anything else that you want to part ways with as far as information or a website you want to give out your personal website or telegram or whatever you want to put out there? Go, go for it. I, well, I, uh, I don't have a personal website. I've had a couple of them. I've just, that's not a good idea right now with all the stuff that's going on, but my email is, and you could put it in, you could post it. Um, but it's, Sykes, S-I-K-E-S dot T-O-M-F-L for Florida at gmail.com. And my personal phone number, cell number is 540-480-5429. And the best way to get in touch with me um Yes, I do have some difficulty in, in hearing. Um, that was my near brush with death. I had to get a cochlear implant put in, and uh, both ears were shot. And the doctor said, well, which one? And I said, I don't know. So he chose the right ear. Um, had he chose the left ear, I wouldn't be here today because when he went in to do the implant, he discovered I had a, a, a tumor cyst that was growing in my inner ear that had already punctured my brain cavity and I was wow. leaking cerebral fluid through my ear and I didn't know it. So this is where I dedicated myself to God. And this is the reason that I, if you want to touch with me, the safest way is using the Gmail address, send me an email. And it may be a day before I get back to you because my life is pretty hectic right now because I am mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And I'm going after these people 
and I'm trying desperately to convene a common law grand jury here because I want to take it to these people personally. I want to reduce them from their corporate veil and bring them down to their level of a man or a woman, and I want to go after them hard as I can. So my life is a bit busy, but I will get back to you. Amen. No, I'm with you. I think anybody who is in the assembly, and even if they're not in the assembly, you know, I think it's a, a very common sentiment. I think that we all share those same feelings because they've they've stepped all over us for decades upon decades for the last 150 plus years and that's why i love the contempt of the constitution it's going to be a wonderful mechanism here in the coming near future to um well to being used to you know prosecute people once we impanel our common law grand juries which by the way people the late antonin justice um the, the late justice antonin scalia had said in a 1992 court case that the grand jury is, it belongs to the people. Okay. That is not a de facto owned um, part of the government. That is not even, in fact, the common law grand juries under we, the people, that is in, in effect a separate branch of government because it's not exclusive to the judicial, judicial legislative or executive. You know, you have your people in assembly, and then you have your common law grand juries, which basically um, serves as a buffer or a referee between we the people and assembly and, you know, we the people in general and the bottom three uh, branches of government. And so, um, but yeah, it's, uh, this is the, this is a very big fight that we have ahead of us guys. And I, I like, I love Tom's passion, Tom, you're always welcome on this show and uh, I will forward your information as well to Donna Brandenburg. She has a video stream platform that I think would be appropriate because I know you said you have a uh, PowerPoint that is a little bit more visual to help people kind of see the numbers. And I think that would be an excellent conversation, I think, for her to have with you. Um, And like I said, she's got a further reach. She knows a lot more people than I do. I mean, the woman's got eight businesses and I mean, I don't know how the woman does it. But anyway, I would love to get you in contact with her. And Destry was just saying here in the chat board, he says, Tom needs you Let's see, need to have your conversation, have a conversation with Roger Dowdle in Florida. And then uh, he said, Roger is the one to talk with on grand jury. So (laughs) Roger, Roger is my mentor. Roger and I talk several times a day. We've been hip connected to this thing from the last two years. And Roger is an awesome person. So yes, I'm very well of Roger and he's the one that got me involved. And so I I give the credit to Roger for doing that second to father only. Yes, absolutely. Well, Mr. Tom, I know we're approaching eight o'clock at the end of every show. I always like to end it with a prayer and I'm sure you have no problem with that. (laughs) Oh, please. Oh, please. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you today for this conversation with Tom. I appreciate another mind, another mastermind here of research and of digging for the truth. And we thank you so much for the time that he has afforded us. We know that he has a very busy, busy schedule, as we all do. But I think this, you know, our all of our busy schedules are, I think they're all aiming toward the same goal, and that's to return our sovereignty back, the return back to self-governance, and most importantly, to return you back to the public square, Father, to return everything that we do. We have to put you at the center and the heart of everything that we do, starting with returning back to our original jurisdiction. So we thank you, Father, for this dialogue and for this platform. I appreciate everybody in this community that came to support this conversation with Tom. Tom, I got to tell you, you, you brought a nice little crowd here. And so I do thank you for that. And Father, thank you for guiding us. Thank you for another day of life and good health. Please provide us a strong armor as we proceed forward in this fight each and every day. And I pray for our National Assembly. I pray for the Florida uh, General General Assembly and their success, as well as Michigan, Alaska, California, and so many that we, you know, so many we can't, we can't list right now, Oregon, and the many other assemblies that are in the process of getting situated and putting out public notice. So, Father, we just ask that for your guidance and all of that. And for your protection, we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Well, thank you so much, Tom. I really appreciate the time that, was, that you afforded us today. That was an awesome, and I, and I have to give you my thanks because it's just getting the word out to more people and letting people understand that it's a major, major issue that we've got to pay attention to. And nothing other than giving thanks to Father as important as taking care of our families. Yes, it is. Amen to that. Well, Mr. Tom, I hope you have yourself an excellent night and have a good productive meeting here coming up at 830. And uh, yeah, please stay in contact. Save my number in the phone. And let me just read it. I just want to make sure. So your email, I typed it in the chat. Uh, I'll have to make sure I, I copy this again. So it's Sykes, S-I-K-E-S dot T-O-M-F-L at gmail.com. Is that right? You got it. That's it, brother. And then this, and then the cell number, if somebody wanted to send them a text or give them a call to ask a question, is 540-480-5429. And remember, it may take them, like me, ladies and gentlemen, if you send an email, in fact, Tom is actually a little bit more generous than, than I am. Sometimes he said it'll take him a day or so. Of me, it's like a week or so. <laughs> 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 I'm terrible with responses. I mean, seriously, my mom sometimes will accuse me of ghosting her because she'll send me a text and I'll read it and I have every intention of responding to her, but I'm like busy in that very moment. And then I'll forget. And like three days later, she'll be like, are you ghosting me? I'm like, no, I'm like, I forgot. Truly. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So yes, brother. I, you know, when we're all brothers and sisters, we're all, we're all kin out here. We're all together. So we just need to stand together, lock arms, and take after this thing. Absolutely. All right, Tom. Well, until then or the next time, we look forward to having you back on here. So anytime you want to come on, let me know, and I'll reach out to Donna. So I'll touch base with you um, here in the coming few days and tell Donna about the awesome dialogue we had because I'm sure she would be ecstatic to have uh, someone like you who's digging into this because it's not just about the, the you know, the, the abuse of children and the abuse of, you know, the de facto government on us, but it's also, you know, the food and the water that is also a big part of this problem. And so we need to, we need to get to the root of all of it. And we start by assembling our states. We need 38 states. And once we get our 38 states, ladies and gentlemen, that's when we can tell the de facto government, look, your services are no longer needed. Um, you can basically take a hike we have it from here. And that's when the military would come in and do their acid test, do their audit, make sure everything that we are doing is constitutional and lawful because they're not just going to just submit their authority over to the civilian population willy nilly. It has to be done lawfully. So we need to assemble our states. That's all there is to it. And if you want to know more about that, national assembly.net. All right, Tom, you have a good night and we'll catch up later, brother. Okay. Thank you, brother. And I appreciate it so much. God bless. Absolutely. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Every day we have something going on, whether it's 1% with him, a His Heartline discussion, or perhaps a Brandenburg block hour. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. You can also find us on Podbean. But we are here six out of the seven days a week. You're just trying to get Jesus in people's hearts to tell you how to assemble your nation, how to get your nation back, how to restore the republic, how to take accountability for your own life, and to finally be free.
says in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be firm and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.